0: here's the thing okay well here's the thing it's oh, cool oh, shades okay. pretty cool shades well
1: here's the thing Once in a lifetime okay. you get to meet a, a legend and well, it's great well, here's the thing. and guess what my husband he's not here let's go <laughs> What's up, everyone? Welcome to the We Out Here MMA, not podcast, but show, but now podcast. And like I said earlier, we were going to meet a legend, but guess what? He's not here. Because why? We're just a couple of normal husbands. We're the average guy. We're the average human. We're just like you. So if you like what being like a normal guy is like or a woman, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Make sure you hit the like button and make sure you leave a comment right now. On whether you like this shirt
0: or a clean black shirt like these two gentlemen. Hey, that car hard uh,
1: life, baby. I know. That's a lot of money, though. That is expensive.
0: It's an expensive shirt. I got this shirt. $4. Come on.
1: I got this shirt. $34. Come on. <laughs> I got this shirt. I don't know. Um, Guys, I'm here with my husbands. Uh, the one drinking the light, Give it up for Nick the Ear. Suro. Not a sponsor. Don't say that Avanzado. Uh, And also, I got a husband at the top, or my top left, as usual, uh, wearing the Carhartt, and also just rocking that delicious uh, beard, what do you call it, beard strap, chin, chin strap beard? I mean, just a beard, you know? It's just a beard, you know? Give it up for Alex of Gatacosta.
0: It's just a beard, you know?
1: Hey, sorry Um, about the audio last
2: week, guys. All of us were fucked up. Hopefully, this week it'll sound a little bit better for you. But like what Gilbert said, make sure you fucking subscribe and like and comment.
1: I okay, hear
0: it a little bit. I, I can't just, hear
1: I just, anything. Really? Leave down I a hear comment below if you, you hear a buzzing sound. It could below. be someone with a new purple light bulb just buzzing, but it's fine. He, just go ahead and keep talking. Ah, uh, radiation, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but anyways, guys, we have a great show. The husbands are here in full force. Um, got a lot going on right now, but you know what? We here. Um, out here. We actually are. Yes, out, here. are out here. You blew it. We uh, blew it, dude. And That was I really, was messed up, dude. We I here. To this guy i think i want to do another giveaway guys um we have a brand new sponsor coming in uh, i don't think it's this week it's being shipped right now we'll make that announcement hopefully within the next couple of weeks and we'll probably give away uh some product from our new sponsor it's a very, very exciting one it's something we all use
0: i'm really basis. excited about this sponsor this sponsor cool. is really it's, cool
1: it's it's the future
0: Let's honestly honest. as far as functionality wise future. this is very cool so Especially if you guys are big uh, caffeine drinkers, big Ooh. consumer of caffeine, can we say that? Can we even? <laughs> yeah, and then people are going to be like this. Like, oh, great, the lawnmower eight point <laughs> <laughs> five. Hey, I showed my iteration. mom. I showed my mom,
1: and she was like,
2: "Ooh, are we gonna? Are you gonna get some? Can we try it?" I was like, "Yeah, As just wait, well, Mom's chill." And then we fought.
1: I literally knocked her ass out, and, and then, then brought she, her then back up. And, said, Here, I'll some. and she moved to a different. Did she move you to a different room? You never really explained why you moved out of the birdcage room.
2: Oh, well, because she has meetings okay. right now. So, like, I can't be in there talking all loud because she does, like, Zoom meetings with, like, all of her, you know. So is this the official Zoom spot? Huh? I, official think spot. I, might ju- I think I might just keep this official spot, bring some cool lights in here, um, and just keep this the official spot. Just because, like, sometimes when she has meetings and she doesn't, I don't even have to worry about it. I got my own little spot right here. We back in the Bamper, you feel me? And we out here just grinding <laughs> and shit.
1: All right, guys, there you have it. Um, Bro, moms, just am grinding. I right. My horse is grinding here. Uh, all right, guys. Let's get into the uh UFC Fight Night uh Holly Holm vs. Pierre fight uh no, fight, whoa, fight recap. No cap. I'm tired. <laughs> I need caffeine from a new sponsor. Um, I'll mad, be honest, guys. I watched only a couple of the fights. From the main card, I did hear though through the grapevine that the uh, the prelims were actually pretty good. There was a lot of finishes in the prelims, uh, but let's just start with the main fight. I chose right; you guys chose wrong because you guys are all believing the old guard of Jackson and Winklejohn. Guess what? That whole team is going downhill, and that's why I chose Vieira. And guess what? She won split. Do you think she won, Nick?
0: Take more no. time. No, I don't think she won. Uh, I think a lot of people are saying that. Why? But but also though. I don't really care. This fight was just like, it wasn't that eventful, dude. It really wasn't. The best part of the fight was Day uh, Day, who is, you know, Andre Petneris, mm-hmm. who is in Caitlin Vieira's corner. The audio from the translator, they dubbed over while Andre Petneris was like yelling at Caitlin Vieira. And I quote, he says, the Brazilian translator is great. He goes, for the love of God, you're losing the fight. That's what he, that's what Andre is saying to Caitlin Vieira. Then he goes, did you come to fight or are you here for tourism? No stalling. Oh. <laughs> like this dude, and I don't know if that's what he was really saying in Portuguese, but according to the Portuguese translator, that's what he was saying. And he was making it really funny to the point where like the guys, the commentators were busting up. So that to me was the most exciting part of the fight. Uh, they need to fix the scoring. I don't know how they do that. They need to get better judges. People are talking about open scoring. Maybe that's maybe that's what they like, should be doing.
1: For the audience, Nick, can you explain what open scoring is? I think I might like this idea. Positive.
0: Open scoring, to my understanding, and. I, I think I'm wrong actually because I don't know right. exactly right, what it is. Guys but hold on, hold on. This. Let me let me just let me just explain it. Oh, let's look at, look it's it when, up and doing it. Yeah, look it up. And I'm gonna oh. do my iteration of what I think open scoring is, and then you tell me if I'm correct.
1: Yeah, open Jamie scoring
0: open scoring is when the fighters know exactly who scored the round right after it's completed. Is that true? Uh, open definition of open score: a musical core
2: or <laughs>
0: score in which each part has staff to itself. So I'm <laughs> You're right, wrong, Nick. You I'm stupid. right,
1: stupid,
0: idiot. No, but I think it's it's a great idea because if the fighters know who won the first round, going into the second round. And yes. then eventually to the third or the fourth or the fifth, that could really change the dynamic of the fight. It's like, you know, watching with Steph Curry's down by 10 points in the fourth quarter, mm. and then mm-hmm. he's like, all right, fuck it, let's go. Let's see what a, a real superstar is all about. I think that is a really cool way. I don't know how that would work. I, well, I actually, like it, no, though. I think it'll work. I think, but yeah. I think it's a great idea. Um, and I think there will be, there will add more to the drama of the fights.
1: Also, and I a think, strategy, for, yeah, you know, like for the fighters, a more exciting fights probably, and I think from us, like you just said, as to the drama, I think the fans yeah. are part of the ride of, like exactly. Oh, this is what the coaches should say now, or let's this see is, what they say. This is what it says. Co- yeah.
2: Open scoring allows for everyone, including the fighters, coaches, and fans, to know how the judges let's are go, assessing Nick. the fight in real time. After every round, the scores would be made public I to anyone who wants to see them. <laughs> fighters would be able to know if they are winning or losing on the scorecards during the bout. And I agree with you Nick. You know what? I, I think yeah, it Nick, should we, be. I mean, yeah. a what thing. do you think? Yeah, I think it should be. I think. Why not? Like, why it wouldn't be. you? Because, like, you can know if you're about to get robbed. You know what I'm saying? Mm. If you, you can know if you're about to get skimped by these judges and be like, fuck, I guess if we're already losing anyways, might as well just go all the fuck out on this last round. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes fighters think they're winning and then they coast those last rounds. You know what I'm saying? Or the yeah. third round or the fourth, fifth. So it'd be better. But honestly, I'm a big – I think it'd bring more exciting fights. if. If people knew that they were losing, I feel like that's just going to bring a dog out of these people that are just going to be like, yo, okay, I got to do something to win this fucking fight. Mm -hmm. I think you would see a lot more exciting uh, in different fights. And honestly, I think you might see more finishes because it's either that person's going to go all out and get a finish themselves or they're going to get finished because they're just going all out. You know what I'm saying? So I think it'd be more exciting.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think also um, say it is a close round. And maybe your coaches thought before, like, oh man, we're, we won that round. At least you can see what the judges are saying. Go, like, oh, what we're doing for these judges is not—they don't think that's winning. So we just have to mm. sh- change up our whole tactic, mm, like yeah. just octagon control. It seems like they care more about octagon tr- control than takedowns. So just do that more. So I think you're right. I think it'll be more exciting. Uh, does boxing do that? No, no, they don't.
2: No, well, they, I think some some might. That's what the—that's what I was reading because Colorado, Colorado was one of the. First, places that is going to start doing it. The who Colorado fights State in Colorado. <laughs> I know. Uh, well, nobody I mean, fights there. Idiot.
0: No, there's you know no pro fights there.
2: You know who Dude. kind of does it? I guess boxing kind of does because, like, but it, I don't know if the uh, fighters can get this knowledge, but, like, you know, the commentators give their the sco- unofficial? The, yeah, yeah, like the unofficial. And Eddie Bravo used to do that for the UFC way back in the day. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, but, yeah, I mean, why not? You know? Because, like, I honestly, agree. like, how is Sal D'Amato... How are all these people still rep? Or like They're fucking up every time, bro. I just, it's crazy to me.
0: Heil Hitler. Go ahead, Nick. Heil Hitler. Um, I just want to give the We Out Here fans one Heil Hitler. No, I think a, this is... We're not doing that, guys. We're obviously not Heil Hitler, okay? And if you think that, you're an idiot. <laughs> you're yeah. a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. No, but, um, but I think this is a perfect opportunity for Alex to be a judge or... I was going to gonna throw say his that name right now. in the MMA uh, ref community because I heard Eric Hawani talk about it. And he was mm. saying that, like, there's no new faces of the game. And who old, could be. It's Old Guard. You're right. It's, it's Old Guard. guard. Who's mm. better than our boy, Alex Livgada Costa? Okay. I will I say that. this. Shout out to.
2: So, to get the. You know, we've talked about it, me getting the ref test, but that also I think gives you should do you do like already. a judge. I will say shout out to Alfonso and Michaela. They gave me 200 bucks already to go to the fun. And Ooh. I still have it. But I, for some reason, when I first saw it, I thought that shit was like $5,000. It's not. It's only like $1,300. So uh, I think I might do that here soon. How much more do you need left? I have 200 bucks towards it because I had to spend the other money I was saving for my shocks because I was driving and I hit a pothole and both of my shocks in the back of my car fucking tore off. Isn't it the point Nick of about it?
1: shocks? Isn't point of shocks to absorb it? Absorb Bro, it? <laughs> I trust hey, me. I don't know shitty what happened. shocks. Yeah, they literally
2: came off. So I had to spend almost you know almost close to like six hundred bucks on that. So I have just two hundred bucks towards that now, and you know we working on it. So let's
1: go. Have we done this yet? Have we mentioned this to the audience? Should we do a fun GoFundMe? And then it's look, look, guys. Should we do a GoFundMe? For Alex or maybe a Patreon, I guess, for us to fund his thing. And then we'll also require him to shoot this whole process and vlog it. Now you yeah. guys have the content you wanted so bad. Yeah, okay, ref school here? content.
0: Okay, no, that's, that's what everyone wing, keeps ling, ling. asking for.
1: Yeah, ref I'll school do content. I'll do it, bro. If, hey,
2: if y'all want to see it, support, go ahead and hit okay. that. We should do a you Patreon.
0: Fuck and it, then on up. top of that, me and Gil will craft a chicken wing ling ling chicken wing recipe book. How about that? Actually,
1: not a book, but we will film us making our ver- – hey, how about this? Okay, Alex. A okay. cook Guys, a we're cook-off. Doing an open meeting right now. I think schedules are clearing up soon, so we can actually execute this. Alex, we will. Tr- we need to raise funds so Alex can actually take this class to vlog his days. And Nick and I will have – we'll both make our separate recipes. We'll actually film it of okay. our version of the chicken wing-ling-ling, Ling, and then we'll – well, present it to everyone. Alex can eat it, obviously, because he's been. And I'm gonna to fuck you up, day. yo. I'm gonna fuck you so up wait, in now this the. Now that way you said that, I want to drop the context. I don't like animosity. Unless, unless <laughs> you're, you have 300 pages of documents. Ooh. <laughs>
0: and, and, you'll the, never, and you'll never. I don't. because they're not time. real.
1: Okay. Ooh. Then clip it and put it on the Reddit.
0: This recipe is
2: brought to you by the feds. Right? I'm gonna go post this on the Fighter and the Kid Reddit. By the let's fucking go.
0: feds, bro! Shout out to my boy John Rico. Okay, let's thank go. you, John. Shout out to
1: John Rico, man. Um, all right, guys. Well, we we can go quickly through these next couple of fights before we get to the we out here. Or we,
0: sh- we should shouldn't even cover it. shout so out to let's, some of these guys. W- come on, I want to do a
2: shout out. I want to do a test. Let's literally do this as fast as we can. Next one, go.
1: Great fight. Uh, Paola to versus banger. Michael Piera. Great banger, fight. Good
2: fight. Awesome. I thought he won, so I wasn't mad at the decision.
0: It was, it was close was though, but it was yeah. close. Pierre one. Like el- How many backflips did he do? Quick recap. Three. Three. Thirty-seven.
1: Right. Thirty-seven. Cool. That should be a stat. Uh, no, could, uh Chitty. Versus, Chitty Chitty uh, Bang Klero- Bang. Todorovic. Yes. Chitty, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. One with a vicious elbow. Thoughts on the elbow? Should we make them illegal? Was it an elbow
0: or was it overhand? I think it was, was an elbow.
1: I think it was an o- uh, elbow
0: off the uh, clinch break, wasn't it? Or I forget. I thought I I saw an overhand over the top when he threw a jab and then it dropped him. Question, what is the most,
1: uh, what is the best in Muay Thai, or I guess Muay Thai MMA uh, fighting style? Is the best elbow uh, across from a three to nine? I've also seen the Anderson
0: Silva stepping forward one, or
1: why do we not see the above elbow?
0: Um, That's a bad question. There are no, it's a a combination of both. (laughs) That's a bad question. that's it's like, bad. what's the best punch? I'm just kidding. No, no, no. But, but I, you do see a lot of over the top. Yeah. But, you know.
1: Same one fighter. Five, four, three, two, three. Mike one. Perry, Jake Chai.
0: Good. Watch names. No, no, no. These are the real names, dude.
1: Sidichai. Uh, all right. Viana versus Oh, Okay.
0: We'll talk about. Speaking of elbows, after this, we wrap up this fight card, we should talk about a little bit of the 1FC. We should talk a little bit about Rod Tang. Rod Tang, dude? Rod Tang? I watched it. It's scary. Dude, that fucking guy, he, he said in the tournament, he goes, hey, John Taylor, I think, last name Taylor, I forgot mm-hmm. his first name. John Taylor or something like that. He goes, this guy is going to be the toughest fight in the whole tournament. He goes out there and just obliterates him for fucking three rounds, dude.
1: Bro, I don't get how he hits so hard and so fast. It's so scary.
0: I, I don't understand how many elbows he landed in this fight. I don't understand how he gets punched in the fucking head. He gets head kicked in the neck, and then Nothing just happens. No, does no, no. his little rod tank style, and yeah, he makes, the and face. then just plows forward. He's sick, dude, and he's amazing. And I feel like, oh, what is he? Sick he with? looked he he's sick with. He's down with the sickness. How about that? He, he's sick after getting choked out unconscious by Demetrius Johnson. Let's go. But thank Alex. you. But thank you for bringing that up because I feel like because of that fight, he looked super aggressive in the first rounds, so kind of unlike his rest of his muay thai fights but he came out and put a beating on his dude in the first round cut him up bloodied him open and just looked really technical didn't really brawl that much but just obliterated the dude so rod Tang, if you guys are watching and if you guys are fans of kickboxing you guys like to stand up watch rod Tang because he'll make you enjoy the fight game especially if yeah you're, you know, you don't like the ground stuff. Go watch ONE FC. Go watch these Muay Thai fighters. Even the jiu-jitsu matches in on ONE FC. Crazy. We saw the two watch, brothers. Watching uh, Muay Thai with MMA gloves is very scary and exciting. So cool. It's so scary. I would never do it because that's nuts. But like, it is the coolest shit I've ever seen.
1: Um. Uh. Sorry. I just w- one more thing on that. I've never. Have we seen a um, traditional Muay Thai fighter fight the way he actually fights in a Muay Thai fight versus like a Holland kickboxer? cause I would love to actually just see that for the top level versions not the MMA versions.
0: Well, Ratang is kind of he he could do it all, right? Because the the he one plots. Thing, He plots though like a Muay Thai guy. Yeah, the one thing that a lot of people say about like the difference between Dutch style kickboxing and Muay Thai is the hands. Is is the the guys in Dutch style kickboxing typically have a more of a boxing attack with kicks and Muay Thai is, you know, obviously a little bit more clinch and like less boxing, but as we're having these Muay Thai guys fighting MMA gloves they're knocking dudes out their boxing is getting better the sport's evolving i think i think these Muay Thai guys are getting more diverse and they're just showing that they are elite elite strikers and yeah it's 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 really fun to watch
1: and then alex yeah. did you have any thoughts on uh the warzone monarch with King Kong Godzilla. I feel like you really haven't talked about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah you know, honestly, it made me uh, like Caldera a little better because they made it darker. You What's know, are you, are you like over Warzone? I just want to bring that up. I feel like a part of the show was always talking about Warzone. And you were our last, like, attachment to Warzone.
2: Well, that's because I used to stream a lot more. But no, I still play. I still play. I, I don't play as much anymore just because I'm busy and I drive a lot, you know, for work and yeah, stuff now. But uh, I do play. Like, I'm finna play tonight with the gang, and you know, them. You know what I'm saying? Shouts out to the gang. Who's and the there.
0: gang? Show us. Tell us who the gang is.
2: So the gang is normally pages. Aaron West Gaming. And then I have my homie. His name is Squirt for you. His name is Alex. This guy's and a squirt. Then, yeah, and then uh, my uh, another homie named Fritzy, whose name is Austin, and then our, every once in a while our homie Kochi, whose name is Matt, will play with us. He's and, great.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. Good. Now, now back to our regularly scheduled MMA chat. Yeah. Um, that Just was the update, break. guys. Uh, Alex, did you get a chance to watch uh, Eagle FC by any chance? Yes, actually, I or did. Highlights. I, actually I would love did to watch chat- it. I did not see, so I'll say this, I didn't see the Junior Dos Santos fight, but I did see the Hector Lombard and Thiago Silva, and I want to ask you both, we'll go with Alex first, Nick, you'll be there in a second, is, was that a cop out of him um, after he got uh, you know, the foul? Do you think that was a cop out from him not to continue, or was he actually hurt? Is he an Aljamain Sterling or not?
2: I think that one was more of what people wanted Aljamain Sterling's to be than what Aljamain Sterling's actually was. I feel like I feel like Aljamain certainly got mm. hit, got actually hit, you know, like you saw his fucking whole head snap back. You saw sweat come off. You saw it like land, particularly from the original angle. When it looked like Tiago threw it, it looks like he really kind of pulled it, you know, and it didn't land like super flush or anything. Uh, but he also did just get rocked right before that. So, you know, he probably was messed up. But it just so happened that he threw an illegal strike right after. And, you know, that's probably why he was more – I think he was more mm-hmm. messed up off of the original hit than that than that knee. You know what I'm saying?
1: Uh, Nick, what do you think on the whole – Do you think he should have continued or what?
0: No, nah, I, think, I think they need to start penalizing people for the knee to the head. And I think how they penalize that is just stopping the fight right away. Because it's like – It's such a weird pretense – After a damage, a damaging shot like that is done, it's really hard to justify letting the fight go on. And it's like, come on, guys. This shouldn't be happening. Like, we shouldn't be getting kneed in the head. And I understand how maybe some guys come from different rule sets, but it's like, this has only been an issue in the past, like, two years, maybe. Like, we haven't really seen knees to the head on grounded opponents like that very often. And now we're starting to see it a little bit here and there in different promotions and different fights. So, it's just like, yeah, I feel like uh, it's just not really fair to Hector Lombard, right? Because mm-hmm. what if he continues the fight and then he loses? Yeah. Was he kind of going down that path? It seemed like it. I'll be real. Watch, by the way, watching Tiago Silva fight, that was Good sweet. Times. Good, Good times time. bro like looking nostalgic. at Hector's body well, he looks at so Robert's much body different
2: and he oh, still I mean, got it.
0: Tiago Silva still got it, bro. Yeah, he's, he looks so big. I just feel dude, like I don't remember him shit. being that
2: big, bro.
0: Because Hector Something. Lombard fought at one eighty five, and I think he's yeah, going yes. up to two hundred five. So he I think go. that's what. They, and I think he even fought at one seventy at one point. I or think he was my tripping the weight at one point. I think at he was yeah, weight at one point when he first came into the game, right into the UFC at least. So what? And Tiago Silva's always been a 205-er. So the fact that yeah. he went up to two hundred five was really cool. But Tiago Silva's—he looks like a fucking. He looks like a giant turtle to me. I don't know. I don't but what know I will why. say, <laughs> he is looks like a ninja turtle. To me, remember what? Remember what Tony Kelly
2: said? They're what dirty Brazilians, yep. and they're always going to cheat. So shout out Tony obviously, Kelly. We love to have you he threw, he threw the knee, you know. But like I said, from when I, I was watching it on my phone when I was driving, <laughs> and uh, from the original <laughs> angle that I saw, like it showed the back of Tiago Silva when he threw it. Like I didn't really see. It like hit crazy, but then that was all because I was driving. So uh, I didn't. Re- I didn't even know the fight was ended until like I started paying attention again. I was like, oh, they ended the fight. Um, but yeah, it was cool to see Thiago Silva fight because I was like, man, I always remember back in the day he was like crazy, right? He's oh, like yeah. a crazy dude. So I, I always used to be a fan of his, but for yeah, I haven't seen him in so long. When I was watching, I was like, "Bro,
0: he's big as fuck, man." Still got big, it too, bro. Yeah, because so very rarely shit. do you see fighters from that generation still do well. So it's yeah. Shout out to Eagle FC for like having the right matchups, and you look at through the Eagle FC fight card. There's some. There's still some Pitolo, good UFC Pitolo, Pitolo. fighters, right? You know, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, Patolo
2: with that left hook. Ooh. <laughs> yeah.
0: You yeah. got guys like Andrew Sanchez, Daryl Horcher. If you guys remember Daryl Horcher, yeah. What happened He's, with JDS? Ro- uh, Roosevelt Ro- shoulders. Yeah, Roberts. Roosevelt Roberts. Like yeah. these are all really good fighters. So I feel like Eagle FC is gonna be on on par with like a Bellator, if not better. I think because yeah. you have the you have the uh, you have a guy like Habib, who's. I feel like one of the best minds in MMA, like as far as coaching and his ability to see who's going to be worth it or not. What, I know he's been catching a lot of flack. We'll talk about that later. But I feel like he has some of the best takes in MMA, whether you like him or not. But mm. that's just me. What are you going to do? People get yeah, mad at him. All right. Awesome. Um, oh, go ahead.
2: I was just gonna say on the main event, I'm a fan of Jorgen De Castro, but it was like, bro, you, in my personal opinion, you were losing that fight. You celebrated a little too hard after after Dos Santos. You wanted to fight the shoulder, like bro, like, it literally just popped out of socket. Like it popped out punch? of socket of him throwing a punch, hitting Jorgen. And that was
0: and that was the plan the whole time. You don't know what a yeah, strategy but was. Bro.
2: Jorgen would say like, yeah, that was like when you block, but off, after you know, you when check. they. When they not when they waved it off, Jorgen was in there screaming like, oh, I
1: Like I was just like, bro, "You were losing." Though. Okay, like, do you feel I don't that know. way about? Do you feel that way about Chris Weidman checking Anderson Silva's foot and then celebrating? Uh, mm. I don't mm. know mm. because that was an actual check. This
2: one was JDS literally throwing a punch, hitting him, and then he his slipped. Shoulders. Yeah, bro. The slip, bro. He had he, head,
0: he headbutted it. And it caused a dislocation of the shoulder. So Also, JDS running?
2: look a little jacky-jacked uh, now that he's in Eagle
1: FC. Wait, bro. So, I didn't even look at that. I thought you so. you looking lame, bro. He's getting yeah. rid the WWE, by the way. Oh, yeah. Huh? Everyone goes to WWE. It's ridiculous. AEW um, goes to oh, WWE. WWE. All right, guys, let's get into our we out here. Morning news. <102.9. laughs> What's up, y'all? It's me, Charlemagne, the guy. Um, <laughs> Anderson Silva. Gentlemen, this is a great one. Anderson Silva scores brutal knockdown on Bruno Machado in an exhibition boxing match. Jake Paul responds. If you guys have seen this clip, go watch the clip or Alex. Feel free to put it up for our juicy uh, wonderful audience. I got a um, question for you
2: guys real quick. Go ahead. Did any of you guys even know that Anderson Silva was fighting this weekend? I had no idea. I didn't. I kept I hearing clip. news
0: about it. I kept hearing news about how the fight on the helicopter hangar or helipad was was uh, getting canceled. That's what I just kept reading because I do the show <laughs> notes for the show. Um, but yeah, that's it. I didn't even <laughs> know it was this weekend. I just saw a clip of Anderson Silva beating the I shit out clip. of this poor guy. <laughs> And then I was like, "Oh shit, I'm gonna watch the fight. I watch the fight." And Andy still got it. I don't know who Bruno Machado is. But
1: but here's um, another thing: if if Andy still got it, depending on who he fought, then did you guys know fucking Floyd Mayweather had a fight? Yeah, that if was fun, fought, that was fun either. too. Yeah, he but did. Seems, he once again he, fought, he looked great, but like who is he fought? It's, you know he fought
0: an old sparring partner
1: actually. Exactly. That's what Anderson Silva just did.
0: But also though, it's just like these motherfuckers are still I don't know who's paying for these fights. I think they fought in Abu Dhabi. Is that where it was?
1: Yeah, but also like they didn't I like we heard so much about the Logan Paul Floyd. I honestly did not know Floyd was doing another exhibition match.
0: This is not for us. This is not for Americans, bro. Because people only want to see big names, they want to see the build up. Floyd Mayweather and Anderson, they could go to Abu Dhabi where all these they got all the money. They should fight. They
1: should fight.
0: Why haven't they you fixed
1: that, Nick? Nick, why haven't because you Because that?
0: I don't want to see that, bro.
1: Then, do you want to see Jake Paul?
2: Ooh, the fake plant or the real bro, plant. My,
0: oh, no, the soil's
2: all over the place, man. Shit. I can't even, knock, oh, how you even knock that over. Dang, I got
0: dang the, water,
2: the water from the bottom of the pot to keep it alive is pouring oh, out man. everywhere.
0: Oh, dude. This is so for real, man. It's crazy. But, um, the yeah, I, I the, the fight with Floyd Mayweather... I really like watching Floyd Mayweather box. I like watching him in sparring sessions. If you guys ever go on YouTube sometimes late at night, I like to watch <laughs> I like to watch Floyd do like I quit matches with everybody in the boxing ring at uh, Mayweather at uh, TMT. And it's fun to watch, man. It's fun to watch Floyd be offensive and talk shit to everybody while you just boxes the face out of these poor guys. And he essentially did that in Abu Dhabi. So, um, yeah, I think it was fun. That's I'm a fan. of it. Um,
1: and then, what do you guys? I know. Let's go with Alex first. Alex, how do you feel about the Jake Paul call out? I mean, do you think that would ever happen, or do you think Anderson's team is too like smart to be like fuck that? No,
2: I think Jake Paul won't let that fight happen for like three years because he needs Anderson to be older, as old as he can, to mm-hmm. fight him. I think, I, honestly, I think the Tyson Fury or not Tyson Fury, Tommy Fury Tyson fight's Fury. gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, next Tyson, and that's Fury, a good. I mean, yeah. honestly. That might be a good fight for Jake, so that'll be his first <laughs> official fighter against an actual boxer. You know, who doesn't have that much, you know, uh, time in the ring himself as well, and has beaten some guys that were like one in three hundred or whatever the fuck. So, yeah, you know, here's,
1: here's the thing. Yeah. I kind of I like that fight for Jake. It just it's he's just so smart where it's like he wins that fight, dope. He like there's no lose for him. And then if he does lose, he just goes to do something else. If fucking uh, Fury loses that. It's like, bro, you literally cannot be in a boxing... You cannot have a boxing career after that. It's like, you have to figure out what else to do. See, but I don't know, though, because they have the
2: almost the same amount of experience. Because Tommy Fury well, is only, theory? like, 6-0. Oh. I know, but he's also, like, a TV show guy before oh, anything, know
1: you that. feel me? Yeah, so it's oh, like... Yeah. Disney you know. kid. Yeah. So, I don't know, but like... All right, guys. Jorge Masvidal shuts down a fake narrative from idiot Michael Pierre, who was bought by posting private messages. So, uh,
0: Nick, can you fill us in on this. So, after uh, Michael Michel Pierre beat Santiago Ponzinibbio in a post fight interview, he was talking about how um, <laughs> Jorge Masvidal sent a hand emoji <laughs> to his wife, right? But You know, pretty much trying to sell a fucking (laughs) yeah, there it is right there. Pretty much trying to sell a fight or start some beef or whatever the case about all uh, a well potential matchup between Jorge and uh, Pereira. So then Jorge comes out and he's he's mad. He he exposes the uh, the DM, and it shows that it's really not that big of a deal. And is this a fail on their behalf? Do you think this is a fail at their potential matchup? What do you guys think? Are you talking
1: about uh, Pierre and his team?
0: Yeah. Do you think? Do you think the fight between uh, does this make the fight between Pereira and Jorge Masvidal down the line more interesting at all? No, because no. I think uh,
2: I think it kind of backfired on Pierre it's because cringe. like I I didn't know. I mean, once that came out, I was like, oh damn, she messaged him first though. <laughs> like, it yeah, what was good luck, dude. Yeah, but supposedly she just came out. I just saw this on Instagram, literally like ten minutes before we started that she had said like that wasn't even her she had that's her business page that other people run and they're the ones that respond and she's like i don't even talk like that i'm kind of like eh, seems like you kind of fell in a hole you're trying to dig yourself out of it it seems like you act like you got 300 pages of documents but you don't
1: got it
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my god
0: this be all over reddit <laughs> <laughs> uh but there right. were no documents though. That's the crazy thing. There are That's... no documents to prove that Michelle Pereira's wife, her Instagram is run by somebody else. There are no documents by the Fed or the ATF or yeah, anybody saying. else to prove that. And
2: it's crazy. Doesn't run it. That, Listen. you know, Michelle Pereira would just go after, you know, Jorge Masvidal and be like, "You're you're, so, you're this, you're this, and just blow up on him. And then now he's probably going to try and apologize and ask for forgiveness. But then the other person's not going to accept it because it was crazy and out of context, even though they probably love each other. But he's like, how do you love him if you're going to act like this? You know what I'm saying? Damn, guys. We'll look up to this podcast called Analogies. Know what talking
0: about, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: guys. Latest UFC odds. Oh, Alex. I feel like you just got a hard on with this. Declining Connor McGregor opens as betting underdog against the mighty Michael Chandler. Um, it's official, guys. It's the official landslide where Conor McGregor hype train is now turned into a tugboat. I think this, tug is where Vegas, this is where Vegas starts to see what, what the real, real is. Alex, would you like to comment on this?
2: Yeah, I mean, this is what should happen, right? Michael Chandler is, has won two fights in the past, what, two, three years. Conor McGregor hasn't won a fight Knocked in like out Jose eight Aldo. years, okay? Hasn't won a Knocked fight. Out. Not he's, Jose Aldo. He, he's still ranked Not for Aldo, some reason. Four seconds. okay. Uh, And, yeah, he hasn't won a fight. And he honestly, I mean, hasn't looked like crazy impressive to me even in those fights before he got knocked out by Dustin Poirier, knocked unconscious, leaning up against a fence, literally sleeping and snoozing. And the other fight where he broke his leg, shattered in half, couldn't walk. Do so you know what I'm saying? So I think uh, even though I don't like Michael Chandler, I'm happy that he's uh a, a, the... the the favorite, and I think he does beat Conor McGregor. Whoa, there we go. But That's who pretty pays, crazy. Who's
1: people on time. That's the real
2: thing. I think Conor McGregor still pays people on time, and I feel like Michael
1: Chandler doesn't, but yeah. Cool. Uh, Nick, uh, what do you take from this kind of um, just from the betting nods? Like, what does that really say about maybe the outlook of just the community now? Is that like, are people off that dick or what?
0: Well, it's still like a 100 plus 135 which isn't too crazy. Mhm. You know. It's not it's not that wild. But at the same time it's like I I I think it might be even more. I mm-hmm. think it should be like plus 300.
2: What's crazy? Because Nick, just to, just a piggyback on what you're saying, Conor McGregor was only a plus 175 against fucking uh what's his name? Uh Habib. But uh, against like
0: bro, he should be way more. But back then, though, I'll say this. Back then, when Habib and Conor fought, Conor was still the man. He was still, like, he was still coming off a little bit more clout than, than now. Now he has absolutely fucking nothing. Like, he has to go. I think the only fight that a winnable fight for McGregor is, is Tony Ferguson. Like, yeah. Michael Chandler, I th- on paper, it's a, it's a fun fight and I think it's really great. But if I'm Conor McGregor's manager and I'm saying, hey, man, we got to get a W, I think fighting a guy like Tony Ferguson would be a better shot than you, fighting a guy like Chandler. You really think so?
1: Because I feel like Tony still, I think, is more versatile on the ground. And I feel like Chandler will – I know he's a wrestler, but he just likes to stand up and bang. And I feel like that's yeah, such no, definitely. an advantage for
0: Conor. Oh, yeah, that's true. Because I feel like – yeah, you, I think you're right on that actually i'll give you i'll reconsider that because tony can dars that shit up he doesn't mind being and he he could last longer in the fight Mm -hmm. michael Mm -hmm. chandler probably has maybe one to two rounds right like he's an ego fun fighter he likes the audience that he he could scrap and i think i think that makes a better matchup for mcgregor but Mm -hmm. the if michael chandler decides to wrestle connor which i think could happen that happens that's like a 20
1: percent these days
0: yeah, but look what he did to Tony, right? He took him down, and he neutralized him for the whole first round, right, for the most part. You know, if he does that to McGregor, I think that's a, that's a better path for victory, too. So let me take that back. McGregor has to He's probably right. fight almost... Uh... I don't think there's any winnable fights from the top <laughs> ten. <laughs> yeah. I've been saying this. Maybe All Dan right, Hooker. Alex. Oh, maybe was, Dan Hooker is he in the top ten? Yeah,
2: remember, that's what we said last time. We said Dan Hooker. Yeah, the it's the not thing. Juicy
0: it, enough. It's not juicy. What I, it's enough, not I, juicy. I was, it's not juicy.
2: I agree with you, Gilbert. And literally, as Nick was saying that, you know, I was like, oh yeah, Chandler Tony's a winnable fight. But then, like, literally, clicked in my head. I'm like. But if you look no. at that first round of Tony Ferguson and Chandler, mm-hmm. like Tony Ferguson was doing work, right? And if yeah, more work. If you go based off of Michael Chandler's last couple fights, I mean, he gets he gets rocked and dropped and hit. I mean, yeah. obviously you can't deny that Conor McGregor has power. So like if he is going to sit there and strike with Conor, I mean, honestly I think Chandler is a more winnable fight than Tony Ferguson.
0: I also think If Connor Connor has to ditch this whole boxing shit, Mm. like he's got to, that ruined his fucking career. Videos
1: of weird punches.
0: Yeah, he he kick again because that's his path to victory. Everybody knows. Like, and look, he doesn't have Francis Ngannou touch death hands, right? Like, he doesn't touch people and fall. Yeah, but even then, he was kind of more of a depending on who you're fighting, right? He was more of a volume striker, right? Like, his setups, because he was so slick, that's what led him to his path of victory. Because he had all these weird kicks that he threw that would kind of mess with people. And they were like, oh, shit, this guy's throwing mm. spinning back kicks. That allowed a better path of victory. And then he could sneak that really sneaky left hand down the pipe. Really accurate as well, right? But if he just goes, everybody knows he has a big left hand. So if he only throws his jab and his cross on his hooks and his only his boxes... That takes away a huge element from his game, which I feel like he used really well throughout his whole career to be able to get those finishes that he would want. But now he's just only boxing, and he just looks really flat-footed. He just his yeah. movement looks kind of shitty, and uh, man, it's just it's just not the same Connor that we all fell in love with, including you, Alex yeah i think it's a lot
2: yeah uh, i think it was just a time away right like he spent so much time away after those fights that i feel like it kind of changed his style i feel like if he was more active he probably would have continued to fight the way that he was fighting when he was more winning karate more, and, yeah, the and, then the yeah, and the cocaine the boxing and <laughs> the cocaine the boxing the yachts the cheating <laughs> the hookers all that shit bro oh <laughs> yeah
0: there, there's a you video the that...
1: documents dog
0: yes probably there, there was a video that came out this weekend, and it was a, a – I guess McGregor was at a, a red carpet event, and he was talking to a pregnant supermodel. <laughs> this dude looked so fucking gone, and I, it wasn't like he was drunk, but he, his eyes were just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like talking to this chick, and he just looked fucking absolutely coked up. And that makes me worried about his fighting career. Like Connor, do you really need to be fighting like this? Do you really need like? Because it's not like he's jumping back in against, you know, some Dennis Seaver. He's coming back in to <laughs> like as much as we talk shit about Michael Chandler and give him shit. He's fucking really good still. Like he's he's knocking people out. Look, like we did to Tony. I feel like he could do that to Connor too. Um, All right,
1: just really quick, just to address the Conor McGregor. I, I just watched the video. He looks fine. Nick, you're you are get you. tripping, bro. He keeps looking at her pregnant belly. That's bro.
2: He's always red. His blo- blood pressure is probably higher than mine, and he's, he's in way better shape. I'm just you,
0: you don't yeah. think his eyes look crazy?
1: No, but I will tell you what's crazy is that we out here, Army. You let Khabib us know what you think. Khabib breaks his silence and coming out of retirement. And boy, will you be disappointed when we find out. <laughs> uh, Nick, do you want to chat a little bit about what he was addressing at first?
0: So okay. he okay. – hold on. Sorry. I thought there was going to be more because t- the delays <laughs> today have been crazy. <laughs> the talking over each other has been nuts today. It's good I don't know what like – it. it's the new Zoom update, I think. <laughs> anyway, um, so Khabib – sorry. Habib goes Jesus. on an interview with Brett Akamoto, and he starts asking him about his opinions on Charles Oliveira, oh, which to it. me I felt like was very fair. I felt like it was fair I don't think he was saying anything wild, but a lot of people kind of gave him shit for it. But the main narrative coming out of that this interview was, if Charles beats Islam, will that make Habib come out of retirement? And That's Habib goes, he pretty much goes, I don't know how I would feel mm-hmm. to see Islam lose. I don't know what that would make me feel like. But so, yeah. at the same time, this is Charles' time. And he kind of just gave a non-answer. He pretty much said he's probably not going to come out of retirement. Go so yeah, down to not... the last one, Alex. It's right here, past the car. These oh, are great that's ads. A, that's that's Dan. Great. Good oh, ads. Man, Anyways, it. not one cool. of our
1: sponsors. Uh, <laughs> yeah, basically, also, yeah, where is it? Why are there so many ads? What the fuck?
0: This yeah. is this is one of those. I have a question. Clicking. Why
1: do MMA sites always have the most ads?
0: Because that, yeah, that's they how they monetize. Money.
2: Yeah. All right. Well, I can And my camera just died.
0: Uh, <laughs> my yeah. camera overheated and it turned off because it we're not allowed to use this. AC. This is the Sony. So this camera that I'm using right now, webcam, baby, webcam. That's wild. So that just happened right now. But yeah, <laughs> but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But a lot of people are getting mad at Habib because they're like, you know, you're talking shit about Charles Oliveira. And what, what Habib was saying was, did you guys watch the interview by chance?
2: Not the no, whole interview, but I saw cycle. bits and clips bits and pieces cleavage cleavage, cleavage? Oh, sorry hey. I'm thinking about movies right now I'm sorry
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> he was people were trying to talk about the comparisons between Charles Olivera and Habib and Habib goes he's like brother he tapped eight time brother like you cannot compare me and him and a lot of people got mad about that. people were saying like oh you fought nobody yada 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 who are you? you're the MMA Karen now you come out here when you retire you talk shit about that the whole is. division. You think so? Yeah. What's well, your mean, take, look, Gil?
1: I mean, bro, it's like – I don't know. I think Vince even said this, and I know you guys disagree, but like his energy post-retirement is like the opposite of humble. It is like very In what way? like – like, it's a bit much talking about, like, how Islam is this, I'm the best, I'm like, bro, you left, and you knew that Charles Oliver was going to be champion, and you avoided the ground game that is magical that he does. It's like, I don't like guys that run away. Just because you wrestle bear when you're 8, Can you wrestle a bear when you're 35. Yeah. That's all I want to know. <laughs> That's all I want to know, dude. Ew.
2: He's sending Alex, in Islam to get worked on because he didn't want to get worked on by Charles. Let's
1: Oliveira. go, Alex. <laughs> Yo,
2: uh, guys, go find me this guy right now. Seriously, <laughs> that's crushing. No, I'm, I'm a fan of Habib, but I'm like I said, it's yeah. not. If he beats Islam, you know, yeah, we did say like you will have to kind of talk about it, right? You can compare him, but I feel I do feel like if Charles Oliveira stays champion and builds up a good body of work, I mean, he can be better than Habib
1: like if when you look at undefeated the next like 4 years
2: bro he's on an 11 fight win streak right i mean like i said if he continues to win like how can you not i mean and if you compare the guys if you look at the guys who he's beat and that uh habib's beat it's kind of similar right now right uh gage but what about the Justin way that
0: he beat all of them right is there is that does that come into play at all into the equation does that I, come I into play all in of, the talks i think oliveira did like his fights
2: are cool he got rocked, came back, and fucking yeah. finished them. So well, you know, Habib
0: never got dropped.
2: Yeah, but, but that shows point. more resilience. A so warrior, resilience, warrior's <laughs> if, if heart. Hub,
1: if Habib did get dropped, he might not have been able to continue. Exactly. <laughs> so we could exactly. play this game all day. Jakey. <laughs>
2: but okay, I'm sorry. just saying, right. if like we had argument, said, but okay. <laughs> right now, right now you can't. But if Charles Oliver say he goes and defends the title like six more times. You can't deny him like he's that he would technically have a better body of work in the UFC's lightweight division, which is one of the deepest and strongest divisions. I think mm-hmm. that, you know, if he does that, something like that, you can't just look
0: at, oh, well, Habib was 29 and 0, though. Name name the resume. See, people forget too quickly. Name the resume of after. So say Charles beats Islam. Who else does he have to beat for us to be like, yo, this motherfucker is the realist.
2: I think just like Benil, I think Armin, yes. yeah. Yeah. Armin when Armin gets up there. low key, uh,
0: I think Armin fights, I said this last podcast, but if Armin Sarukian fights Charles Oliveira right now, I think he beats him.
2: Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. If he can beat Armin, if he can beat Benil. Gil doesn't
1: even
0: know who he is, by the way. He doesn't even know
2: yeah.
1: who Armin Sarukian is. You don't even know who Gamrash is, so whatever. But, like,
2: imagine, like, <laughs> you know, like, RDA or the winner of RDA or um Fize- Fizev or whatever. Like, if he can beat these types of people, like Armin, like Benil, like RDA, like, like I mean, he's going to have a pretty fucking solid resume that okay. would go up against Habibs.
1: And I'll add this. Even if he – also, if he does, like, kind of what uh, Kumaro was doing, if he goes even just loose back around and beats Dustin again and then beats Gagey G- again and then beats Makachev, let's say, fights and beats him again, bro. This guy. But what if he what gets dropped tries. in every fight? That's fine because he's actually not running away from people.
0: But who? Yeah, I think. Bro, you guys think. Everyone thinks Habib left because he's scared. He left because his dad died, bro.
2: And he's scared because he... he uh, <laughs>
0: silence, bro. Fucking silence. Uh, you guys are no. all assholes. And no, I'm not You guys are saying. all deniers of COVID-19. I'm not saying I didn't you say, fake plan. No, you fake I did not say... Hey, shut up, dude. That's yeah. not your fucking business.
2: <laughs> I didn't say that he'll be, that he's better than Habib right now. So, I, I like I said, Charles Oliveira has some work to do. But, like I said, if he goes and wins, like, five, six more fights, you know, you can't... I mean, at some point, you can't deny him. You know, he will officially mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. more work done... Than Habib has done in the UFC, and if he's staying at the top, that means he's going to fight more top or more higher ranked opponents than Habib ever did in the UFC. So, uh, like, yeah,
1: yeah, I think when Nick, it seems like Nick, tell me from our, I feel like you're valuing more of how Habib did it.
0: Yes, say? but also it's it's the landscape because the division changes. Sure, like the every every like five th- three to five years or so, right? The landscape at the time that habib left nope there was nobody else like he beat the best guys in the division but he could right? have done the tour like izzy and kamaru and george no C. but yeah, he didn't fight did charles that was the one guy but okay at the time when habib retired who where was charles i think he was
2: fighting i think his next fight was tony or he just beat tony i think around that time just beat tony just beat tony. or tony was coming up or he just beat tony but also tony was already I, I think tony
0: point. was after that Right, that was his exactly. first. He beat Kevin Lee, I think. Right, so he at beat time. Kevin Lee. I think that yeah. was probably his, his latest mm-hmm. fight. Right? Do you have the Kevin have Lee? Up?
2: No, I can't. But Kevin Lee was ranked like what six or something like that at the time.
1: Yeah,
0: but then so also, I'm
1: looking, if, I'm looking at Habib while you guys are looking it up. Just like really quick, just to recap the audience, I'm looking at Habib's record right now, and like Nick is right. There is its time periods. Also, like what was the division like? Yeah, yeah. and I feel like when Habib won the belt he beat ally quinta and even then ally quinta
0: was are we blaming him for fighting ally quinta i'm
1: not but we have to compare like like, i like what you said like what was the division like so he beat (laughs) ally quinta i'm like okay and then connor mcgregor but at that time connor mcgregor was was a big star but was connor already on
0: the decline like he lost his last fight right connor wasn't coming off a win was he no i think he was i think he was coming off the nate diaz two, which he arguably lost Right, he already lost also once Arguably. again, Nate
1: Diaz. Even during that time period, Nate Diaz was more of a fun fight that wasn't yeah, looked at sure. as like a top five fighter. So he beat Conor McGregor, which I think everyone was kind of like, he was going to beat Conor McGregor, even though we don't. I do didn't Was want he to. though? Uh, Here's a lot of hype going to that, but he oh, was a he lot was. of hype, a lot of hype. But I'm talking about actual skill level. He threw the dolly,
0: bro. He threw the dolly, dog. Charles Oliveira has never fought a guy who damaged the bus, bro. True. You know what I mean? He's never, so, he's never fought a guy on coke like that before.
1: So, so realistically, I'll say this: Habib, two in terms of name, in terms of skill set, where we're like, wow, that goes, those guys are at the peak. He beat Dustin and Justin. I think that's it. In Dustin terms of the and Justin. Yeah. So Dustin I just looked it up.
2: So the uh Oliveira was coming up to fight Ferguson. or uh, so uh, uh the Gaethje Habib fight was October 24th,
1: 2020. December 12th
2: he fought uh, And then Tony. December 12th was Tony. So like uh 2 mm-hmm. months after
1: mm-hmm.
2: he fought Tony. He, there was
1: no one then technically left. Yeah. At that time. Well, I think uh, Oliveira would have probably
2: Yeah, Oliveira would have been, you know, if Khabib stayed around, I think after that fight he would have fought
1: Habib. All the oh, and then he fought Habib.
0: Michael Chandler for the for the for the, the, ev- for the yeah. vacant title. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, and then definitely the la- I mean, man, from Michael Chandler to those next like dude, the last four guys, Charles. It's like Jesus, Jesus.
0: Come on, yeah, yeah, no, Jesus. Definitely. say. So we'll Jesus see, and so it, it is kind of poetic, right? Because it's like he left. He's gonna leave off where Habib kind of left off. But then now it's gonna be like the second coming of Tony Ferguson and and Habib in the form of Charles Oliveira and Islam. So I think that's the next fight to make. We have they have to make that fight. There's no other fight to watch in the division. I feel like the division can't move forward until these guys fight.
1: I agree. I think something wrong with that statement. And I would just want to say in terms of I like what you're saying, Nick, in terms of like the time period people fought. I would even say George Saint Pierre still pretty impressive.
0: George Saint Pierre, bro. Honestly, G- GSP, kind of the go. The fact, like look, the fact that he came back and after how many years off, and then decided to fight Michael. I know a lot of people are gonna be like, but it's Michael Bisping. People kind of give they give flack to Michael Bisping for some reason because of whatever, because of his accolades and how his career was. Let's be real, real, like he's kind of a Charles Oliveira story style, right? A guy yeah. who we didn't think would ever make it to the title, and he's yeah. leaving. He he fought uh, George St Pierre in his uh, for the belt, right? So it's like, and then after he lost to GSP, he get, he got finished by Kelvin Gastelum, right? Was at the yeah yeah in yeah Japan yeah, so, or, yeah that's was, right yeah. that's right. So it's like for for George St Pierre to come back after taking three to four years off of the game and to come back and beat a guy like GSP, uh, Michael Bisping, I think that speaks volumes of what a goat. GSP is. It, I got a even question. Even looking at
1: his record, really quick, looking at uh, G, uh, GSP's record, it's like every time he fought someone, I'm remembering during that time period. I'm like, that was the person.
0: That
2: was
1: the guy. Th- that was and the guy. guy. Top.
2: That's when Usada wasn't around either. So half of yeah. these guys were dirty. Johnny. I was. So yeah, here's a question, especially for Nick, because he's a What's huge up? fan of both. Who wins, Prime Habib or Prime GSP?
0: I think about this a couple times a week. I'll and and Prime Habib. Like, I, I really don't know because we, they could, grappling wise, they might cancel each other out. They really might. Do you think GSP was as strong as a grappler as Habib? I think, I think it, once again, it comes to styles. Yeah. It it comes down to styles. Like it's the style of grappling, right? It's like Habib gets his takedowns out in the middle of the cage, uh, against the cage, gsp gets his takedowns off of boxing in the middle of the cage right so it's like do i feel like gsp could stop some of those takedowns probably but if my money i think would go with habib just because of how potent that skill set is but they could get to a point where these guys are just boxing with each other on the uh after like the the wrestling cancels each other out, and I feel like that's a very possible scenario. And I feel like in that case, GSP will have the advantage in the striking because he's a little slicker. Mm-hmm. But I think it's only a matter of time before Habib uses his specialty and mm-hmm. is able to get him to the ground. But I feel like GSP is—he's really good on the ground. He's really good. He trains with high level guys like 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 a like uh the Danaher guys and Gordon Ryan. Like he tr- he he's not. He's not unfamiliar with these amazing grapplers who are at yeah. the height of their game. So, that's that. I, I think I think I would go with Habib.
1: But I don't That's really quick. What do you think for that one? Really quick.
0: Well,
2: I mean, to make it fair, Habib would have to get on steroids because GSP was on steroids. But I think I probably think Habib.
1: I think Habib.
0: Why do you think GSP him. was on steroids, man? GSP was on
1: steroids, get better steroids.
2: Bro, honestly, <laughs> like... Bro, I mean get better steroids, he fucking murk everybody. Uh Physically, get better steroids. Yeah. No Dude, uh, but
0: he, he he had the highest level of strategy in the game. Like he was He was playing chess while these dudes were playing checkers.
2: Yeah, I'm not... That was more of a joke. I can't really say if he was around or not, but it is a little weird how right when USADA comes around, my boy wants to start retiring and shit. You know what I'm saying? bro. He needs a reason like his father passing away?
0: Jeez, dude.
2: Yeah, so he needs to take some time off and then give himself a couple years to make sure it's all out of his system before he answers back in the pool to go and fight Michael
0: Bisping. All I'm
2: saying, but... Uh, Even hold on rebuttal to
0: that really quick. You don't think a fighter that has been using steroids his whole career would have a mental lapse about coming back into the game three or four years later? No, because
2: now that he's had so much time to just train and actually get you know hone his actual talents, because he was very talented. I think he felt more comfortable, and I think it was matchup wise. He looked at what he had available. Michael Bisping was available. Who's older? Uh, You know who's older. But you know it was a winnable fight for GSP and Michael Bisping didn't look like it wasn't it wasn't like he was looking bad in that fight. Yeah, it was a pretty competitive fight. Yeah, it was a pretty good fight. So um, all I'm saying though is I think Habib, I think with the pressure and strength, bro, just like when Nick said coming forward, I think he'll crowd anybody. I think and I think even honestly, if Habib fought Usman, I think you might see him control Usman too. I just think that that pressure that he brings and like those little ties up tie ups that he does with his feet are so different, but he's so good at it because he's been doing it all of his life. I think he, you know, he beats him.
1: Guys, there you have it. I offer this question to you. We out here, MMA. Habib at his prime or GSP at his
0: prime. I love this question. Or Michael <laughs> being with two eyes. Ooh, we'll out there. wild card. Also, How about this? I think Michael they're Bisbing I on think... steroids with two eyes. I think GSP and Habib are in talks for a potential grappling match. But who knows? I'd love to see that. Also,
1: Kamaro, man. Kamaro can just string together another three years and wins. Oof. Dangerous. Um, All right, guys. That is our show. Uh, There are no fights uh, this weekend. um, But I was glad we got to talk about some of these fun uh, hypothetical matchups or real matchups. Who knows? We'll see. Make sure you follow us at uh, at we out. I almost said here. Follow us at Tiger Belly. Follow us at we out here and Tiger Belly too Follow Tiger Belly. Make sure you follow Alex at Lift God. Follow Nick at Nick here. Follow me at Gilberts. Guys, we love you very much. Play that outro music. And if Um, you feel
2: like posting our stuff onto some Reddit's, go ahead.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Play the music more quiet as the outro. It's so it's quiet,
0: quiet that right, no right. Right. It's it's super right. quiet. before we cancel we got to talk about one thing really
2: quick. The, we here